Hello. Welcome to my Sober Militia podcast. Today's episode is called Sitting with Discomfort, Part 3. Over the last two days, I have discussed a technique I found helpful when dealing with the uncomfortable feelings and cravings associated with quitting an addiction. I called it Sitting with Discomfort, but I'm sure there are more technical or clinical names for the process. So far, I've talked about the mental steps involved with using this technique. The first step is to recognize the feeling of discomfort or cravings. Remember, if we are not aware they are happening, we cannot effectively deal with them. The second step is to acknowledge the feelings but not give them credit or power. We do that by viewing them outside our minds and bodies. See them as something separate from us and let them sit there until they dissipate. Once they go back to where they belong, the never world, we gather ourselves together and go about our day feeling stronger more confident, and more fulfilled as a person. While this all sounds plausible and rational in theory, there is a lot involved with actually making this technique work for you. Unfortunately, it is a technique that is personal to each individual and cannot be laid out for us with step-by-step instructions. I have stated the basic steps to instigate the process, but we have to find the visual representation that works for us. It is important to find something that we can relate to and believe in. Otherwise, we will not be able to trust and feel it is truly existing outside ourselves. And that is the key. Visualize the discomfort. As I said, this step is going to be vastly different for everyone. This is how I went about seeing my discomfort for the first time. While I do not know why I chose to sit down that day, I do remember clearly feeling the horrible discomfort of cravings. I thought to myself, I need to do something, and I need to do something immediately before I jump in the car and find a way to get my fix. I chose to sit down. Sitting there with my hands on my thighs, I tried to remember the ways I had heard people and my therapist talk about this idea in the past. The most interesting thing about my wanting to use this technique at that time was that it was never really something I put much credence in. I had heard about it, but it didn't work in my mind, so I blew it off as something that might work for others, but not for me. While sitting there, one of the things I remembered was how I needed to understand that it is not only okay to feel bad sometimes, but it's expected. In fact, it is quite unrealistic to think I could go through life always feeling good. The difference between addicts and everyone else is in the way they deal with those days when we don't feel good. For whatever reason, at that moment, that sentiment resonated with me. I thought about what I was feeling and why I was feeling it. The feeling was of stress from the personal things I was dealing with, and what I was feeling was anxiety, depression, and anger. I remember asking myself if I deserved to feel those things. My answer was yes. Each one of those feelings was validated based on where they originated. And that felt good to me. I sat there and thought, this is just a feeling, and I deserve to have a moment feeling this way. So I did. I sat there feeling that feeling. While enjoying the new realization that it is okay to feel bad, the next thing I remembered was how important it is to separate our feelings from our identity. Just because I felt angry, that did not mean... I am an angry person. Just because I feel sad, that does not mean I am a sad person, and so on. 
This is when I remembered the story my therapist shared with me about seeing things as separate from ourselves or outside ourselves. I thought if it is okay to have a feeling and the feeling doesn't define me, then why don't I just set that feeling down over there and observe it from afar rather than engaging with it and allowing it to take over me. Before I could actually set it down though, I needed to find a way to visualize what my feelings looked like so I could see them as something from which I could separate myself. This is where individual perception and history is going to come into play and vary from person to person. Nevertheless, how we see our feelings don't really matter as long as we see them. For me, I thought about my feelings as being something negative and something I didn't want around me. I thought about scary movies and visuals I'd seen that represented evil and wickedness. The first thing that came to mind was colors. What colors represent evil? Hot colors. I started seeing red, orange, and yellow. I then thought about the anxiety and confusion that came with my feelings, and that caused the colors to begin bouncing around quickly, violently, and without structure. The lack of structure caused the colors to begin forming ever-changing shapes and symbols as they ricocheted off each other and the walls I had built for them. My visual representation had manifested. I then set that visual down in front of me, separate from myself. Be patient and watch as the discomfort subsides. Once I had the visual in my mind and I was safely sitting there observing my feelings from afar, the real magic began to occur. Keeping the feeling separate from myself took away some of the power, but the thing that eradicated it completely was when I realized I was not engaging with it. I was just watching it. Think of discomfort and craving like a bully. If a bully does something mean to you and you react by doing something or saying something to the bully, what happens? The bully bullies you even more. But what if you do not respond to the bully at all? What happens? They get bored and they go looking for someone who will react to their actions. That is what the bully feeds on, other people's reactions to their negative actions. This discomfort of cravings is very much the same thing. If you interact with them, they have you and they will continue to badger you until you give in. But if you ignore them, they will eventually leave you alone. As I mentioned yesterday, there are studies that show cravings only last between 12 and 20 minutes. I don't know where they got those numbers, but that's what I read. Nevertheless, I can attest to the validity of that study. While sitting there watching my hot colored discomfort bounce around erratically in the box I had made for it, I noticed a change begin to occur. The colors began to change and the movements began to slow. The more I focused on the changes that were occurring, the faster the changes occurred. Cooler colors began to take the place of the hot colors, and the movements began to slow and act less erratic. After a short period of focusing on the changes occurring, all the hot colors faded into cold ones, and the movement slowed to a barely visible movement, and eventually they disappeared completely. Victory. With the, albeit, temporary disappearance of the discomfort came an overwhelming feeling of contentment, joy, and happiness. I felt stronger and more confident. I felt like myself again. I felt like I could regain my serenity and go about my day knowing I had just emerged victorious in one of the many battles that were to come. 
More importantly, I knew I had the skills to press on and forge the direction and success of my path into recovery. It is important to remember that one victory does not equal complete and total healing. However, each victory builds strength and confidence, and that growing strength and confidence will further solidify our resolve. Over time, we will have to battle less often and with less force, but the battle may never be completely over, so don't ever let your guard down fully. Walk down your path with confidence, but walk also with intention. Today was the third episode of this Sitting with Discomfort series that I started a couple days ago, and it'll be the last one, um, but I decided that I wanted to go a little deeper into what some of this may look like, because you know sometimes it's easy to just say, hey, do this, then this, then this, and everything will be okay. But that's not always the way things work, and especially when we talk about cravings. Um, I've been there from different levels of addictions and different types of addictions, and they all equate to the same thing where you just kind of lose your mind for a while and you feel like you can't deal with anything and nothing makes sense and you can't think straight and you end up making bad decisions. So I understand that like, you know, trying to lay this thing out is something that was appeared as being simple. You know, I know it's not the case. So I decided, well, let me just kind of go into what went down for me that first time. And, you know, I don't have perfect memory of how that went down, but I do remember it. And I know that since then, I've been kind of building off of what happened that first time. And this is more of a clear representation of what I'm doing now. And the idea of, you know, being able to actually see that discomfort as a separate thing away from myself and watch it and kind of observe as it slowly dissipates and disappears. And so I, I just wanted to give you a kind of a more visual representation of what I was talking about. And maybe it's something you can relate to. Um, obviously you're, your visual may be different than mine, but um, we'll all have you know, our own, as I said in the blog, depending on what we bring to the table. So play around with that, you know, do it with something simple, you know, something that's, um, you know, a small discomfort and see if you can kind of play with that idea of, you know, letting it sit away from you and just kind of watching it and seeing, seeing what happens. I think it's pretty cool. So that'll be the end of this series. I'm going to be starting something new tomorrow. So thanks everyone again for reading my blog and listening to my podcast. I appreciate your support. Um, I look forward to continuing down this journey and path with everyone. And uh, today I'm doing another sober happy hour, which was a lot of fun last week. So I'm looking forward to doing that today too. So I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Stay strong, stay safe, stay sober. <laughs>